It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. The Sharks are forced back behind the road net. Gregor drops it for Burns, and the Sharks start to take off. Burns feeds to the left. Here comes Gregor. Sharks skating left to right in the power play. Couture to the blue line. Tried to get zone entry. Gregor reaches in, grabs it. Stick handles, gives to Couture, who shoots save mid. Rebound, Reedy, star! Scott Reedy, a backhand shot on the rebound of that opportunity. The Sharks have scored in the power play. They're up 1-0. Oh, I think they're deep. I mean, number one. I mean, uh, um, if you look at their lineup, uh, um, you know they got some. They got some good skill. They got. They got all. Uh, you know, let's not forget they won the Stanley Cup a couple years ago. What was it? Two, three years ago. Um, it's a team that still has a lot left over from that. Uh, um, you know, guys that have won there together. So that's important. Number one, I think that. Uh, um, you know, they play an honest game. I think they play an honest game, uh, have good special teams. Um, and, and like I said, I think if you if you go down their lineup, I don't know if there's any team quite as deep. When you when you look at you got 75 goals scored on your third line, I think uh, they've done a good job of uh, um, bringing in the right pieces. And, and uh, you know, and it's a, it's a veteran team over there. Um, it's, a, it's an older team that uh, knows how to win. All right, good afternoon, everyone. I hope you are all ready as we look for the San Jose Sharks to win a second game in a row. It's been a while since we have been able to say that, obviously, and it's a big challenge tonight going up against the St. Louis Blues. This is a team that entering tonight's game is currently one of the best teams in the West. I think they are, you know, by with 46 wins, 20 losses, 11 overtime losses. They have 103 points are the on the year. You look at them, you look at Minnesota, you look at Colorado, that, that central division is very, very good. Calgary, Edmonton, Los Angeles, I think by comparison, um, I guess you could put Calgary in that same category as St. Louis and Minnesota, but uh, not Edmonton and L.A. But th regardless, St. Louis is a really, really good team, and the Sharks have their work cut out for them tonight. Um, but I would hope that the Sharks can come out with a good performance and look to carry up uh, with what they did so well the other night in that win against Columbus. And I think that, yes, Columbus is not a great team, and I'm not trying to take anything away from them, but, you know, they are sitting at 35, 36, and 6 on the year now, so it's not like they're world beaters. But I think the most important thing that we should learn from that game the other night for the Sharks is just once again, and I don't mean to be a broken record, but I have to reiterate the importance of scoring early in games. It's like there is no more obvious example of why scoring early in a game is so important than what we saw the other night because the Sharks were able to get one goal, take a little bit of control of the game, make the opposition start to have to chase the game on the road. Then beyond that, when you add more on, then suddenly you deflate the opposition. They're no longer chasing a game. They are staring at a remarkable uphill climb. And that again has got to be 
the priority when you ask me. And I think that Bob Bugner is looking to have a lot of the same things out there on the ice. In fact, he said he's only making one change to tonight's lineup uh, beyond Reimer being in net. Uh, VL's going in for Weatherby. Um, everything else is the exact same as last game. Shimmer will go over to center. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think Bob Bugner also wants to reward guys that are playing well right now and help the team get a win. And I also think that he doesn't want to mess with what, you know, without much argument, worked the other night. Now, the only thing, if there is a quote-unquote negative the other night, is the fact that the team didn't pour it on when they were up 3 nothing. They had an opportunity to blow that game open and add on with a goal or two in the second period or maybe even in the third period as well. But it remained a 3 nothing game. And I think that by keeping it a 3 nothing game, especially after the second period, because that's the most critical period of the game, right? It's like no matter what happens in the first period, everything can get a little hairy in the second period. And if you're Columbus in that situation, it's like, okay, we were down 3 nothing after one. We stopped the bleeding in the second. We didn't let it get any worse. All you have to do is then chip away. Get one. Then your team has belief again. Get two. And then your team is thinking, hey, we are one goal away from tying this game, potentially sending it to overtime. And anything can happen in overtime. And I think that's... You know, that's just where the Sharks offense is right now. We don't apparently have much offense, much depth, much ability to score. And if you get those three goals in the first period, that's in no way indicative of the fact that more goals are going to come in the following periods. I mean, we look at what was what's happened to the Sharks against teams like Boston, Pittsburgh, uh, Nashville. These teams have been able to score early and often and bury the Sharks over the course of the game. That is not something that we have seen the Sharks being capable of doing. I mean, occasionally they've had some good offensive outputs this year, but it's not like that's the norm. It's not like there's a blueprint we can point to and say that if the Sharks do this, this, and this, they're going to walk away with five goals at the end of the night. It's like, no, it's just whatever you do, you know, you score a dirty goal, get in the, the, the tight spaces, get in front of the net, you know, put the pucks on net, ask questions to the goalie, be there for a rebound, be there for a tip goal, whatever you can do to generate offense, generate the offense because there aren't going to be that many opportunities or at least the Sharks have not shown there to be too many opportunities that they can capitalize when all is said and done. But I, I would hope still that if the Sharks are able to jump out to an early lead against St. Louis tonight, that they are able to capitalize upon that and add more onto it. And that is how you go about you know, having a quote-unquote comfortable win in the NHL. Not that there's anything that's really a comfortable win, but where you're not holding on by the seat of your pants, which despite the Sharks jumping out to a 3-0 lead the other night, uh, they did have to hold on by the seat of their pants, and it was definitely uh, a little, um, it was a little worrisome. It was a little worrisome. Um, before we go any further, I want to jump on the fact that we got some cool news about the Sharks with what they are going to be doing by starting their year overseas. They are participating in the 2022 NHL Global Series, the release put out earlier today. The National Hockey League announced that the San Jose Sharks will open their 2022-23 season, which, by the way, that's the future. That doesn't sound like anytime soon. Uh, in Prague, Czech Republic, as part of the 2022 NHL Global Series. The team is slated to play two games in a home-and-home -home series against the Nashville Predators at O2 Arena on Friday, October 7th and Saturday, October 8th. The Sharks will also travel to Berlin, Germany, prior to the games in Prague to complete their training camp in an exhibition match against Ice Baron Berlin at Mercedes-Benz Arena on October 4th. Of course, the Sharks will broadcast all games live on the Sharks Audio Network via the Sharks Plus SAP Center app, 
presented by Western Digital and a local television broadcast scheduled will be announced at a later date. Uh, so obviously, I don't know what times those are going to be, but it's it's going to be a little bit different. Um, but this this will be fun. You know, I know that a lot of people have the reaction of, uh, you send them overseas early, you put them in an interesting situation, you put them at a, you know, where they got to change their sleep schedules. And yeah, you know what? These are young athletes and they have the ability to adapt and they have the ability to overcome the challenges that would be a little bit more of a challenge for people like you and I. And actually, Bob Bugner has gotten to participate in this before and he's sounded pretty positive about it. Yeah, um, yeah I knew that a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, that was coming down the line. I think, uh, um, you know, the one thing I will say about that, I've done that as a player. I've done that as a coach before. Um you know, so it's a it's it's a neat bonding experience. It's a chance to, especially at the beginning of the season, coming out of camp. Um, it's a chance to uh, um, get the guys together, and you talk about uh, um, you know, traveling that far and spending that much time together to start the season. I think that could be a good thing. Um, it's always a great experience, obviously, um, for these guys to play uh, play overseas, and uh, um, it's you know it's pretty special for the league as well to represent the league. And he waxed a little bit more about his own opportunities to do so. Yeah, I was in Tokyo as a player, actually playing in Nashville. I was with Pittsburgh at the time. Uh, as a coach in Columbus, I was in uh, Stockholm. Uh, we opened up against, uh, it was Columbus versus San Jose. Um, and then uh, my one year in Florida, my last year in Florida, I went to Helsinki and played two games against, uh, oh God, who did we play? The Caps. So, um, yeah, so I've been over there quite a bit for these uh, NHL games. Sorry, not Caps, Jets, Winnipeg. <laughs> As for all of this going down, uh, in terms of the details, Bugner didn't know yet, but uh, he did offer this. I don't know all the details. I, I obviously will be here first, and then when we go over there, I know the one game that we play, exhibition game, would be in Berlin, I believe. Um, I don't know all the details exactly, um, but... I think most of the time we'll probably be in Prague after that exhibition game. I would think a couple days in Germany, go to Prague, get ready for the two. Uh, um, that's just my uh, off the top of my head. I think what's going to happen, but it's not definite. And then, of course, getting things back on track once you get home. That's important. I mean, you know, coming back um, back home, it is a major adjustment, and I think uh, um, we'll probably get some time off and some time to regroup and get ready for uh, you know. The next part of our schedule after that, I think uh, um, it's a good thing. I think if you prepare properly, I think you can use it to your advantage. I think that, uh, um, you know, going over there and, um, you know, it, it keeps you focused in training camp. It gets that goal and guys are excited to get over there and play and, and start the season there. Uh, when you get back, it's about, you know, sort of uh, resetting yourself. Ian Bugner talked about maximizing the time overseas. Well, two things. I think you got to have get some good work done before you go over there. But when you're over there, you can't treat it as... Uh, um, you know, you're still working. You, you, you got to get things done and you got to make sure guys are tight in their systems and everything so that, you know, when you do open the season over there, that training camp, regardless of where you are, you have to get your put your work in. I think when you get back, um, you know, it's, it's obviously about rest and it's about getting your body ready. But, you uh, um, you know, it's certain things you can do when you go over what time you're practicing, when you come back, what time you're practicing, those kind of things to adjust your body and people that know way more about it than I do. But uh, um, I think you do need to have, uh, um, you know, doctors and, and, and medical and, and uh, you know, um, sleep experts, all those things. You get a lot of people involved in uh, um, trying to do the right things while you're over there when you come back. 
And then, of course, by going to the Czech Republic, you have the home of Tomáš Hurdle. Apparently, he's already had uh, a number of ticket requests come in for these games. But uh, Bob Bugner talked about that. Now, it is pretty cool for Hurdle. Yeah, I think uh, I've never talked to him because, you know, I sort of was uh, keeping it low-key until uh, um, until the announcement was out. But, yeah, I think, obviously, um, being from there and, and, and being, uh, you know, um, hockey icon over there I think it's exciting for him I think that uh, um, you know nice that he's resigned here and, and uh, he's coming back with us and I think it's going to be a great experience for him I know I know that he has to be excited yeah I think that when you have something like this for the team I think it's always a good thing to get more fans internationally involved with the NHL and with the San Jose Sharks and I think that by going to the Czech Republic and having Tomas Hurdle who's obviously as Bob Bugner alluded to a hockey icon there it uh it's good for the team. You know, it's good for the NHL. It's good for the team. It's good for Tomas Hurdle. Raises the profile of the Sharks. We'll have, you know, oddly scheduled games. Uh, but you know what? I, having been, you know, through this before, I think it's kind of fun. I think there's just something a little bit different when you know your team's going over and playing in some premier games early in the year. And I would hope that the Sharks are able to capitalize on that, use it as a bonding experience, um, you know, play in front of some big crowds that are going to be fired up. And I, you know, I, I like it. I think it's a good thing for the Sharks to be a part of. I'm not worried about any of the potential negatives. Um, I think there's only positive takeaways here. And uh, again, just excited to see what happens next. Now back to tonight's game against St. Louis, the blues, Bob Bugner talked at length about how much respect he has for this team. He knows how good they are, and he knows the Sharks have their work cut out for them. Yeah, this uh, this uh, um, you know we just got done a, a team meeting. We talked about St. Louis a little bit. This is a team that uh, um, has eight 20 plus goal scores. Um, you know, a couple of those guys into the 30s. Um, they lead the Western Conference. They're a goal behind Colorado for um, you know, five on five goals scored. Uh, in the Western Conference, and uh, um, you know, I think their power play second in the league. So we know what we're dealing with. Uh, but they also play physical. They also are committed to details, and that's why they are where they are. They, I mean, the veteran team. I think we were talking about it this morning. I think they have 75 goals on their third line. Um, so um, we got to. We have to. You know, we felt good about our game last game, but we got to find a different level to compete with these guys. But as we have seen time and time again this year, the Sharks have had the ability to put very good performances out there on the ice against some of the better or best teams in the NHL. And Logan Schur has talked about the fact that they kind of play with a tighter game. And ultimately, the Sharks need to play well tonight. And I think it goes back to something that we heard coming out of the win the other night, and that was that Scott Reedy has espoused the idea of the Sharks taking the final seven games of the year and treating them as a best-of-seven series. And personally, I, I love that idea, and it's something that I hadn't heard of previously. I, you know, and I, I feel like I've heard them all in sports, and I, I may have just forgotten it. It's just been pushed out of my brain. There's too much information coming in over the course of the years, but I, I like that. I like trying to win the series of the final seven games of the year. And I know that we've seen it broken down on, you know, road trips and they've used this type of mentality before in sports, but just for a team that's out of the race, a team that isn't playing for a lot, a team that has had a tough year. I like the idea of creating that competition and creating that idea of, yeah, you have an opportunity to accomplish something at the end of the year. No, it's not going to make it for a bad year. No, it doesn't get you into the playoffs, but I think it creates a certain type of mentality for your younger players that just ultimately is very much needed because the hope is that a year from now, the sharks will be in a position on April 21st, where we are talking about the need to win a certain amount of games to get into the playoffs or at a position where they are looking comfortable getting into the playoffs and going to be facing that type of a situation where they do have to win a best of seven series. If you can't get into the playoffs, 
you can simulate the playoffs. And listen, the Sharks could lose their final games of the year. That is very much within the realm of possibility. And I'm not trying to say that to be mean or to make fun of where the team is or anything like that. It's just like there's some good competition ahead of them. You know, you got St. Louis, Chicago, Vegas, Anaheim, Edmonton, Seattle. It's going to be hard to win any of those games. Uh, It's not like they're worse than teams like Chicago and teams like Anaheim and Seattle, but there are no easy games. And we've seen the Sharks. they're, They're dealing with a talent deficit. It's very clear. They are not armed offensively the way that some of the other teams in the NHL are at this point in time. And it is, it's hurt them over the course of the year. There's no denying it. But again, I like creating competition where otherwise there would have been none. Obviously you're trying to win every game. Obviously you've got guys out there fighting for their spots on top of that. Let's talk about it is what you can do in these final seven games to win the quote unquote series. Game one was Columbus game two tonight against Seattle game three, Chicago on Saturday Game four, Vegas on Sunday. Game five, Tuesday, home versus Anaheim, the final home game of the year. Then you wrap up with game six and seven on the Thursday and Friday nighters of at Edmonton and at Seattle. No, I I know it's not everyone's favorite thing in the world, but I do think that there is, you know, something to be made of creating competition where otherwise there would have been none. James Reimer will be back in net for the Sharks tonight. And uh, Bob Bugner talked about the fact that he did get a couple extra days off. No, he was just really, uh, after the Chicago game, he was cramping up a little bit after the game. He was just, uh, um, you know, just more... Um probably just uh, overworked a little bit. So we gave him a couple maintenance days and uh, yeah, he's, he feels good now. And good. They are going to need it. They have one of the deepest offenses in the league due to the St. Louis blues. And again, it's a very good challenge for the San Jose sharks, even though they are out of it, you want to compare yourself to the teams that are in the playoffs and not to take any of the wing away from Columbus. But if you look against the teams that are fl- fighting for those playoff spots right now, the comparison against Nashville, I'd say was a good one losing one, nothing. The comparison against Dallas, losing 2-1, I'd say that's a good comparison. Losing to Minnesota, 5-4, I would say that is another good outcome for the Sharks or a good answer to the test of showing like, yeah, you can hang with some of the better teams in the NHL, but ultimately you don't want to just be hanging with these teams. You want to be succeeding. You want to be beating them. You want to be better than those quote-unquote upper echelon top-tier teams in the NHL because if you are, you're probably going to be in the playoffs. If you can play like that consistently and the Sharks, they've not been able to play like that consistency. And again, two thirds of the Sharks game defense net minding pretty darn good this year. You look at the offense. That's where the obvious problem is. And that's where you look to in the offseason to bring in more talent. And, you know, I've really liked what I've seen from Thomas Bordalo. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect with him. I wasn't sure, you know, how quickly he was going to be able to adapt to the game, but I've been very excited about what he can bring out there. And it's, you know, it's not quite the same. He's not quite as electric yet as a player like William Eklund, but I do think that Bordalo brings a lot out there to the ice, and we've seen that his play with Gregor and Balsers has allowed those two guys to do a little bit more. You're seeing Balsers start to heat up, and Noah Gregor had a goal recently since Bordalo's been out there, and, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what Bordalo can do over the remainder of the season, just like I'm excited to see what William Eklund can do when he gets back in the fold next year. I mean, I think this is... The fun of what the Sharks are right now is that, yeah, you're not in the playoff battle, but you're still getting a look at the future. You're getting a look at what these guys can bring, and I enjoy that. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, and I am not the biggest prospect guy in the world until they're up with the NHL club or with their, when they're with the top club in any sport, whether it is baseball, basketball, um, you go down the list. I want to see how these guys perform at the highest level. 
And so ultimately, right now, we're getting our chance to judge these guys. And I, you know, again, the one that I constantly hammer home this year is Ryan Merkley. We go back to the development camp, not a lot of excitement around him. Now we've seen him extensively at the NHL level, and we are very excited about Ryan Merkley and his future with the Sharks. And again, I think of what Bortolo is getting right now and how valuable the offseason could be. He'll have a very, very clear idea of what he needs to work on. Same story for Ryan Merkley. Same story, hopefully, with for William Eklund, what he's been working on all year playing in the Swedish League. These guys will get a very clear-cut idea of what it takes to perform at a high level in the NHL and put themselves in a situation in which they can thrive or begin to thrive in their NHL careers. That's what you're asking for. I don't need them to be superstars. I don't need them to be, you know, game changers yet, but I need them to be in a position to take those next steps. We are just about out of time today here on The Build-Up. Be sure to join us at 7 for pregame coverage ahead of tonight's game against St. Louis for the San Jose Sharks. I'm Ted Ramey signing off. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app. Presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yen.